to Bound by Books, a podcast of five authors across the genres talking about the one thing we're all bound by, books. Hello, welcome. I am Sherry Hayes, and I am joined today by Marianne, Marianne Morea. <laughs> Hi, Marianne. Hi, Sherry. How are you today? Oh, I'm not doing too bad. The sun is shining here. That's always a good, positive thing in January <laughs> in Ohio. Uh, you never know. We are like the overcast capital of the world sometimes, I think. Yeah, I'm just looking out the windows of my office right now. And there's a there's a there's patches of blue and some sun shining. So but it's it's bitterly cold. It's oh. bitterly cold. Yeah, so it, it is here too. The wind the wind is blowing and it's you, you step outside and you're like, oh, can I go back yeah. in? Even the even the dog doesn't want to go out. That's how you so you know okay. it's cold when yeah. the dog doesn't want to go out. <laughs> yeah, you know it's pretty bad. When they got fur and they still don't want to go outside, that's a bad, bad thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, today we decided we were going to talk today about KU versus wide. And Marianne and I are really good people to talk about this because all of Marianne's books, correct, are in KU. Most of them, yeah. Most of them. And all of my books are wide. And I have been wide my entire writing career. Um, and Marianne, how, what about you? Have you been in KU for- I was- no, when I was with the small press, I was my, mm-hmm. my books were wide, but then when that press went under and I got my rights back in 2013 and, and became an indie in 2014, I was trying to take advantage of the, the, you know, the newfangled thing they gave us whippersnappers, <laughs> which is, which is Kindle Unlimited. Right. So, um, now, now, back when you, now, back when you got into Kindle Unlimited, was that KU 1.0 or KU 2.0? Because they did... They did switch it. From, yeah, you know, I missed they, the bandwagon with KU uh, 1.0, which I shouldn't have because I know plenty of authors that were on it that made so much money because it was if somebody downloaded a book, you got the royalties as if it was a sale. And then right. in somewhere around 20 between 2013 and 2014 is when they changed it to page reads. And um, it it's it really depends on how well you know how if you advertise and so forth um if you don't it sucks the big one and not in a good way (laughs) yeah I was gonna say I had I had considered dipping my toe into KU back when it was KU 1.0 and I was I was really seriously thinking about doing it and then they announced that they were changing it so I was like, mm, I think I'm going to hold off and see how this goes. And I was very glad that I didn't because it was a lot different. Than- <laughs> well, this this topic, you know, what we're talking about right now um, actually harkens back to when you and I did did the podcast for um I, I wish I knew then what I know now, mm-hmm. the seven things I wish I could tell yes. my younger author self. And one of those was to not just follow blithely what people say that you think know what they're talking about, do your own research. Mm-hmm. And that was where I made my one of my biggest mistakes as an author. But, you know, KU has, um, when I, you know, if you hit the advertising right and you are in the right genre, KU can be, um, it can be very good for you. It can. It depends. See, now you write contemporary romance and um, erotic romance. I write mostly paranormal romance, mm-hmm. uh, vampire romance, shifter romance. Um, 
paranormal fiction and uh, paran uh, paranormal women's fiction, as well as some YA stuff. And most of that stuff, especially the paranormal, does anything fantasy, does amazingly in KU. Mm -hmm. Because the people who read my kind of stories, they like to binge. And especially if you have more than one book out, if you have a series, they will buy, they will download them one right after the other and read them. Mm -hmm. The question is, is, is if you're putting out something new, is that is it could languish if it's just one or two books. It's when you have a, a series of books, if you have three or more, four or mm -hmm. more, five or more, eight or more, that's when they absolutely love it because then they'll just read one right after the other. All right. Now the, I'm curious as to what, so your reasoning for going into putting your books in KU was the genre. Is that what the I'm genre. understanding? Yes. Okay. Okay. My reason for not for going wide is because I was not comfortable putting all of my eggs in Amazon's basket. Yeah. I, I, I did I, not want to give Amazon that much control over my career. And I, I, which it's a good idea if you're not, if you haven't done this as an author and you are wide. It is a good idea to, at the end of every year, to look at your numbers and see where your money is coming from. And mm -hmm. for me, I, when I did my numbers for 2021, um, about 54% of my income was coming from KDP, from Amazon, which means that 46-ish percent is coming from outside of Amazon. That's a significant portion of money that I would be yeah. leaving on the table if I didn't. Um, but, but yeah, my my main reason was not honestly the monetary on the surface. It was a I don't I don't fully trust Amazon with my career. Like I do not want to give them that much control over my money because if for some I mean perfect example was there were quite a few authors here just recently where Amazon shut down their accounts. You're talking about Ruby Dixon. Yeah. There was another one though. And I can't remember her name, but yeah, I mean, they just shut down their accounts. No. Alex, Alexis, uh, um, Lexi Ostro. She's yeah. another, she's actually, she's actually a friend. I don't know Ruby, but I do know, right. I do know Lexi pretty well. And um, yeah, it was, it was pretty nasty. I know that with Ruby, I believe it was because she had decided she was a big, she's a big TikToker, big book mm -hmm. TikToker. And because she was advertising her books on TikTok and talking about them, she had a lot of books of hers that were pirated and being given away for free on pirating sites. And of course, Amazon's bots did their, their spider crawl across mm -hmm. the, the internet and found them offer for free and they shut down her account. And, right. uh, you know, right. that's, that's just, I mean, Amazon's got to get, they got to get scary. with the program. They yeah, got to get with the program. It, it, it's scary. And, and my understanding, I heard that the only, the, she luckily was able to get it addressed after a few days, but only because she's Ruby the, Dixon. Well, <laughs> that's that, why. Well, yeah, her, but it, it was actually a, um, there was a bunch of tweets going out. And of course they were tagging Amazon in these tweets, uh, you know, pe readers, and authors complaining about what was going on and a, an executive at Amazon saw these tweets and actually investigated. That was Lexi's story was it, was too. Lexi, okay. Yeah, and that was Lexi's story. So luckily that happened because as you and I know, or anyone knows, any author knows who's tried to get a hold of Amazon, 
sometimes getting a hold of a person may not be incredibly difficult, but getting a hold of a person that can actually solve your problem. I don't know which one sometimes is worse about getting a hold of somebody, Amazon or Facebook, because (laughs) they're both very difficult to get a hold of people who can actually help you. I know. And it's funny because Lexi is Lexi was all in it because she's she writes in the same genres that I do. So she was mm-hmm. all in on KU. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when it, it was it, she had about 20, 20, 20 authors and a, and a bunch of readers um, all tweet about this. Mm-hmm. And it caught the attention. She's lucky it caught the attention of an, yes. of a, of a, an executive who got on the on the horn. And she was reinstated within within a few days after that. But it took her even longer to get her royalties. Yeah, I was going to say, but how? But how much? Because and not only that, but how people much were money still did buying, she lose? Well, there's money. She there's money left on the table because of yeah. it. But there were people still buying her books that they were like, you know, it took her a while to get that to rectify. Yeah. So I, it's it's a very it's a very catch twenty two situation. You know, you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you because, right. you know, unfortunately, KU is, is, a, is a big deal for me. You know, the mm-hmm. subscription program, you know, program, you know, it, you hit it right, especially when I when I've got my advertising, you know, cooking along, you know, I, I'll have thousands and thousands of page reads, which adds up to money in my pocket, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's been discussed in the past, you know, about me trying to make the transition wide. And everybody right. that I know that that's done it has basically said it's going to take a year and you're going to have to understand that in that year, your sales are going to are going to plummet, and your your mon- your your royalties are going to plummet. But yeah. eventually, it'll pick up if you if you advertise correctly. So, yeah. and the operative word there is correctly, which is still something I'm researching. You know, trying to do for 2022 to make yeah, up my I mind. Will, what I'm I will do. say that one of the I guess one of the upsides for KU versus being wide, and something that if you do choose to go wide, is something you need to be aware of is it is a lot easier to be in KU than it is to be in wide because there is a lot more balancing. You have a lot more um, retailers to monitor, to balance. Mm -hmm. You have the advertising is not as straightforward. If you do, let's say you do an ad for a Facebook ad for for a book you have in KU, there's one link. There, you're. I mean, you're you're sending them to Ku. There, you're, there's nowhere else you're sending them well, to. Yeah, you're sending them to Ku. But then there's but there's different platforms too because there's Amazon UK, there's Amazon well, Australia, yeah. there's Amazon Canada, um, and you know so that's. It, and there are certain things that are available in those platforms that are that are not available to people. I mean that, like if I do a countdown deal using mm-hmm. Ku. I can only advertise it in the U.S. or in the U.K. It, right. it doesn't that that countdown deal that sale does not go out to everybody who has Kindle Unlimited across the platform. It just doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't happen that way. Um, so I mean, so there are some limitations, but uh, in all in all, it it for me it had it had everything to do with the genre. Right. It it, it does. It has everything to do with genre. Oh. So, but. 
it's it's something to think about if you're if you're an aspiring author or if you're really just starting out and you don't have as many books out there as I do, you know, to determine what mm -hmm. to do. Um, you know, I wish that they had a little bit of a, a situation where if you wanted to have your singles with KU, but you put a bundle together, which could have a, a completely different ISBN number, you know, and that you could put your bundle, you know, wide and have the singles just in KU. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't allow that, you know, they're the, the bots figure mm -hmm. that out as well, you know, because right. bundles will cannibalize the sales of a uh, mm -hmm. of, of your single titles. Right. And they also don't allow perma-freeze perma either if you're in No, KU. you have to have to have price match and that's a pain in the butt too. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is, you know, which is an advantage to being wide because I can go and make my, my book, if I want to make my first in series free on Apple, Nook, Kobo and Google Play, I just have to email Amazon and say, hey, <laughs> I've got this to free. It's free over in here. We price match it. And nine times out of 10, they will. There have been yeah. a few occasions when they, they'll, they'll push back, but um, they, they don't like not being the lowest price around. And as an author that does work to your advantage because you can, and I will say that as far as um, being wide goes first in series free is a big marketing tool um yeah it's that way on it's that way and when you're in ku too um yeah. you know because people who are in ku um even though they download that they they download the book a lot of times what the, there are people who will down, download a first in series that's free and then they'll go to KU to download all the other ones, you know, if they if they have the subscription. But um, the other thing that because I do have some books that are wide. Um, I have the mm -hmm. books that I do that I've written in the Magic and Mayhem series for, with Robin Peterman. I have two and there'll be a third one that's coming out in June. Um, and I have other ones that are in other other worlds as well, because I don't control where they go. Right. Um, and those aggregates are done in through um, draft to digital. So mm -hmm. there's a way that if you want to go edition. wide, <laughs> that you can have everything under one house. So, and if you want to do a price change, you just can, you can do it right there from their dashboard. So you don't have to worry about juggling 50 different dashboards or 50 different uh, distribution channels. Yes. So, yes. Now the only so one that you can't do on draft to digital um, of the major ones is Google play. Google Play, they tried it with draft to digital and it lasted for a couple of months. Google Play just, I think, like they don't play to, nice. They, they don't play nice. They're, Google they're, Play doesn't play. Their dashboard is the hardest dashboard to navigate. It, it, every, I mean, every other dashboard, I mean, I will say Apple's not the easiest to navigate either. But Google Play, there's so many things going on. It's so busy. And you go in there and you're like, you're not sure where you're supposed to be clicking. Like, am I supposed to put something here? Or is that okay to leave that and move and move on? And I mean, until you've done it a few times for a few books and you get used to their layout, it does get a little bit easier, but it's definitely a lot. I mean, it's way, way harder than. Amazon's KDP dashboard way yeah, harder. See, I, I have I, I have a couple of couple of uh, of 
publishing, uh, I guess, newbie pro- projects that I'm going to be working on this year in 2022, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, developing the Marianne Danbury, um, you know, uh, pen name and, but they're paranormal cozy mysteries in paranormal women's fiction, which again, paranormal does better in KU. So since I only have one book out right now in that in that pen name because I switched it from Marianne Morea to Marianne Danbury and I'm in the process of, of rebuilding that brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, I, right now is the time for me to do it. This- well, while we're kind of talking a little bit about, um, about your, your setting yourself up, I will say one of the things I found out, I realized that I, I was news to me because I, I didn't think about it when I was a new author or even really for a long time was that if your books are in KU, you cannot put your eBooks in libraries. Your, they, your libraries do not have access to your eBooks if yeah, you are in KU. True. Yeah, I suppose that's because true. Because I, I never thought of that. Yeah, I, like I said, I hadn't either until I was listening to a, another podcast. They were uh, interviewing Erin Wright, who is a... Um, I believe she writes only sweet romances. The only romance, the only book I've read from her was sweet romance. Um, And, and yeah, she was saying that one of her, not only did she not want to put all her eggs in one basket either with Amazon, but she also wanted to be able to reach as many readers as possible. And that included readers in that use libraries, use public libraries and being in Amazon did not allow, you know, exclusive to Amazon did not allow her to do that. Um, Although I have heard rumors that Amazon's starting to warm to that pot, to warm to that a little bit more. Um, And I think it's because of the competition because they are finally kind of getting some pressure from readers and authors that, um, because I think they were, I'm guessing they were maybe, reluctant to give up that uh what they probably assumed was like they would lose the money if you know if readers were going to to the library to get their books they maybe wouldn't buy them from amazon but i know plenty of readers who will read ebooks and then they go and buy the paperback you know i've had that happen to me i've had that happen with a couple of readers of my own who said that they love the the ebook so much and they don't normally go and buy the paperback but they did with uh with jeepers reapers so i mean at least that that's my my most recent so um i'm sure it's happened with all my other books as well too but i um it's 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 become a conundrum on whether or not Mm -hmm. to stay like because because like i told you where i am at this point right now is this is the time for me to do it if i decide i want to go on um and uh i don't know the 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 answer i think will come with research and whether or not i research exactly what kind of what the the titles and the genre the genres and the titles that are doing well wide in terms of in terms of the ones that are are similar to mine mm-hmm. and which ones are, are, are doing well in, in KU and is it consistent in KU with books that are put out every two or three months or is it a rap- only for people who are rapid releasing? Yeah, for those of you out there who don't yeah. know what rapid releasing is, rapid releasing is putting out a book every every four or five weeks, you know, and and, yeah. and you know six weeks max, you know, to put to putting it out. Some people even do it every every three weeks. They're releasing something new. So is it something that is conducive to to the rapid release that that uh, is the the 
the equation, you know, that the algorithm mm -hmm. picks you up then and then just kind of puts you in front of all the KU people? Or is it just something that uh, is uh, just across the board for no matter no matter as long as you're as long as you're starting to get a name for yourself and your advertising? So I have to it, there's a lot of mm -hmm. there's a lot of moving pieces that have to be examined. There really is, because there's there's really not a one size fit all. And I will agree that if you are doing a rapid release, KU is. Um, Kaylee becomes more appealing. We'll, we'll, we'll say that because they, they do tend, it does tend to lend itself more to that rapid release format than whereas wide is a little more. Um, and again, I think it's because wide also encompasses the traditional public publishers mm -hmm. because there is no traditional publisher that I'm aware of of the top five of the big five that only publishes on no, Amazon. No, no, no. They um, all publish wide. And therefore I think the wide readers, readers who do read on Apple and Kobo and Nook, they're used to that slower publish schedule because of those traditional publishers. So they're not expecting a new book every other month. Whereas rapid release is way more of a kind of a KU Amazon thing. Um, and so, and I'm not saying you don't find it in on wide books, but it's rarer on, on wide books. Um, most people, most of the authors that I know that are doing rapid release are doing it um, in KU. Yeah. But I, are, you know, I was going to say, though, that um, the other problem with KU, like I said, it's double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Catch-22 is that whereas somebody buys a book, they buy a paperback, um, whether they buy it from Nook, you know, from Barnes & Noble, or they buy it from Apple, or they buy it from Amazon, you can return that book, you know. Mm -hmm. The problem with KU, though, is that people are, people are, um, you know, they download, the, 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 the plus with KU is that, they don't, you know, they're not returning the book. It's they mm -hmm. download it, they read the pages, you get paid for those pages. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas, right. you know, a, a lot of these other companies, especially Amazon, will allow somebody to read an mm -hmm. entire book and then return it, return an it. entire ebook and then return it. You know, mm -hmm. I, you know, if they can calculate how many pages they've read in an ebook in KU to determine how many pages you're going to get paid for then they know how many pages have been read in a book that is on their Kindle because a Kindle mm -hmm. is, even though you pay for the book, it's still linked. It's not yours. You know, it's digital. It's, it's out in the, uh, it's out in the ephemera. It's, it's mm -hmm. out in the ethereal. You know what I mean? So okay. You can just wipe your shelf clean. You know, it's not like having, you know, an actual paperback right. in your hand that it's, it's physical that they can't come on your door, knock on your door, ring it and then confiscate your books. They can confiscate your, they can confiscate your, your, mm. your virtual bookshelf anytime they want if you violate terms of service or what have you. But one of the things they do allow is they do allow serial readers, you know, to return serially books. return books. And yeah. so they're in, in effect using Amazon like library. And, right. you know, so that is something that they need to address as well for us, for us authors, you know. I, well, I, I mean, I, I think that Amazon, I mean, I understand from an Amazon's perspective to a certain extent as to why they went to that, because there were a lot of authors that were trying to game the system and they were putting out like 10 page books. 
and they were still getting like the same amount as somebody who was putting out an 80,000 word novel. Well, there's a way to, there's a way to, to guardhouse that. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, somebody writes, somebody puts, uh, you know, blood, sweat and tears into writing a book, pays for the mm-hmm. cover to be, to be designed, pays for the editing and the production. It, it, it needs yeah. to be, you know, you need to, you, need, you know, you need to be able to get your money out of it. So yeah. it's a job. It's a job. You know, the authors are not the only people there, mm-hmm. you know, there's also the editors and there's the cover designers and the formatters. Um, you know, and the promoters, the PR people there, yep. you know, there's all of these people that come yep. together. The to- advertising engines that we, you know, we, 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 we feed, right. you know, so, right. so I just, it, it's, it's, a, it's, I guess it's a, a different business model for everybody. And this one just does not put authors on the same mm-hmm. par with everybody else's, everybody else that's producing um, goods and services. So, right. right. And, and that's will, something yeah. that I have a problem with. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I, I think from a and kind of a, to wrap, wrap this up to a, a, a kind of a neat little ball here. Um, if you're wanting, if you're wanting something that's straightforward and pretty low maintenance where you can kind of upload it and kind of hands off for the most part, I mean, you still do your, your advertising and stuff, but you have a little more little more flexibility on how much you want to advertise KU is maybe something you want to look at. Um, wide is definitely a lot more work. I mean, no matter how you, how you slice it, wide is more work. Um, but the potential rewards and access to additional readers is there as well, because I do know some authors and some readers who do refuse to buy from Amazon for some of the reasons that you said, for, you know, just principled reasons. I mean, we all have, we all have our, you know, morals and values and principles and things that we, you know, say, you know, there's a line in the sand and I'm not going to cross it. And there are some that are, I will not buy from Amazon. Um, And that's, that's their prerogative and that, you know, that's what they chose to do. But if you do choose to only, be on Amazon, be exclusive to Amazon, you need to understand that that is who you're, that you are basically ignoring that part of the market and only focusing on KU readers. But that's something in the marketing phase that you need to address as well, because marketing to KU readers is different than marketing to wide readers. It, it is. I mean, you're, they, they're looking for different things. Um, I mean, they are looking, I mean, the whole, the whole ads that say read for free on KU, it's not well, that's free. A, that's, <laughs> a mis, that's a misnomer there because it's not free. But they're you see it all 10, the time. They're paying $9.99 a month <laughs> to be able to download 10 books. So they're uh-huh. basically, you know, that's, you know, yeah. and I think they, I think they're trying to up the amount of books that you can, you can download. Um, yeah, I think really I heard sure. they're trying to up it to 20. I think, I think they were trying to double it. Because I guess they were getting, I guess they were getting like complaints because there, there are quite a few KU series now that are like 18, 20, 30 books long. And so you can only, you know, you can only download 10 of them at a time. Well, you know, if you want a bit, like you were saying, they like to binge read, you know, you want to binge read, 
then you got to stop and return those 10 books and then download the next 10 books and return those. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's some, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely tweaking that can be done in KU. And, you know, it's like, I wish I could, you know, just kind of sit down with the people who plan this, uh, plan this out and be like, you know, give them a point of view from an, you know, from an author's perspective and basically say, okay, if somebody has downloaded your book and it is sitting in there to be read pile, that is in their KU library and they've downloaded it to their, to their, um, you know, to their Kindle and it's sitting on their Kindle, even if it hasn't been uploaded, if it's been sitting on their Kindle for more than a month, then that author should be paid for that book because it's in their possession for a month. You know, it's like either that or, or remove it from their TBR pile. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you have not, if they have not uploaded and read it, you know, or at least read half of it within a month, then they should, then it should be removed, you know, from the, from it, because at that point in time, you know, it's just languishing there. It's just languishing, you know, so So they can always, they can always download it again. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just that if it's been sitting there for a month, either remove it or pay the author what the author is worth. So you're thinking you you would like to see KU evolve into kind of more like a library. No, I, I, not so much like, a, I, I guess it could, I guess, yes and no, like mm-hmm. a library. I mean, you, you're, you're only allowed to have the book for three weeks when you take a book out of a library and then you incur penalties. You can always go into the library and retake it out, provided somebody hasn't gone and, um, you know, reserved that book, you know, for when you mm-hmm. return it, you can always, you can always, you know, take it out again. You can always, you know, re-up it, you know, whatever, or mm-hmm. whatever the terminology is. Right. Um, I think what I would like, I would like is for KU to use for Amazon to kind of take what was the, what was good for, you know, in terms of from an author's perspective, what was good about KU 1.0 and what is, uh, you know, and, and try and incorporate some of that into KU, you know, into, into a new version of KU, KU 3.0, where mm-hmm. it benefits everybody. You know what I mean? Where yeah. an author is paid what they're worth, you know, as opposed to just, you know, you know, having having books languish in somebody's in somebody's Kindle for, you know, for months, sometimes even years, you know, because especially when you're giving away a book at, at you know, when they're downloading a book and the book is set, is on their Kindle for like a year or two years or three years that mm-hmm. they forget they said they even have it in their library. You know, at that point, it should the author should be paid something for it. They should. Yeah. I guess that's, that's kind of the, the, another advantage I, in my book as to, you know, being wide, because although, you know, again, you got the same kind of deal with the perma free, because if I, they could download my first in series, that's free, you know, and then just sit on it for theoretically ever and never go through the the rest of the series. And I've never, you know, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm my periphery is there as a loss leader. And I'm hoping that they read that book and then want to read more in the series so I can make up my, you know, make my money on the, you know, on the rest of the series, because I'm not making anything on the first book. But you you can't, you know, you can't obviously control that you have no No, idea. But they are, but but you've you've made the conscious effort to put that book up for free, and I guess KU could turn around and say the same thing. Well, you've made the conscious effort to put it into KU. These are our rules. So you're playing right. by our rules. But the right. book is not free on on Amazon. You know what right. I mean? If you put a book to buy a book, sometimes could be as you know anywhere from mm-hmm. ninety nine cents to nine ninety nine on KU. So if somebody downloads it, 
Like if, I, if somebody downloads a bundle of mine at $9.99 and then that bundle sits on there, you know, they're, then they're, they're, I almost feel like it's the, the you know, that, that Amazon is holding that money hostage, you know, because they only can read it. You know, I'm only going to get paid if they read the book once. Mm-hmm. It's not as like if they like, oh my God, I forgot I read this three years ago and then they read it again that I'm going to get more page reads. No, it doesn't work right, that way. Right, you know? right. Yeah, that's, yeah, it, 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 you, you never... Yeah, because they don't, they don't, they don't allow you to get page reads twice, right? So if no. somebody rereads, at least it, I don't. At least I'm, I'm, I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure okay. that that's the case. That you get paid for page reads once. Yeah, so. which which is crazy because somebody could literally go back and read it like two three times if they love the book, but you're only getting that once. Well, it's the so. same thing if they bought it in ebook. And they, they, they owned the ebook. They could read it as many times as they wanted. They but they are buying it. it. It's a lot cheaper. They're not buying it. So you see what I'm saying? I I'm like, I, 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 guess... under, I understand that, but I'm just looking at it from a, you know, from a perspective of like, how much are they paying for that? You know, how much is the author getting paid for that actual ebook? And, you know, versus what they would get paid for if the person actually bought the ebook. And yeah. those two yeah. don't quite match up. So therefore I'm thinking, well, you know, really if the person reads it three times, they should get paid three for three page reads, you know, <laughs> well, because three times all, the page reads. All I can say is for people who are just starting out in this industry, aspiring authors. And even if somebody is, is, a, is an author that just has, you know, maybe their first series, first series out, think very, very carefully about where you want to stay. I mean, because mm-hmm. genre is, genre specific in terms of who does best in KU is a real thing. It is a real thing. Paranormal romance, urban fantasy, Mm -hmm. you know, um, um, alien romance, you know, or, you know, and how quickly you publish and how quickly you publish. publish. Yep. How quickly you publish. These are all variables that are, that will decide, will help Mm -hmm. you make up your mind. Um, Yeah. Do your so research. Just, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it comes down to do your research. Take the time before you hit the publish button. I know when you're a new author, you're and you finished your first book and you're 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 so excited and you're just you're ready to just get it out there. But take your time, take a deep breath, do your research because you want to treat this like a business and you would never go a smart business person would not just go wake up one day you know, buy a building, open up a storefront and have done absolutely no research and expect to be successful at it. They have done the market research. They've done the groundwork before they ever purchase the building, open the storefront, hire employees, all of that. And even though you don't have a physical storefront as an author, you are still a business owner and you need to approach it like it is a business if you want it to be a successful business. And that, unfortunately, which I know a lot of authors do not want to do, they just want to sit back and do the creative stuff and put it out there and just forget about it. But unfortunately, that's not really how it works. I've had readers approach me and say, how come this book isn't in KU? you know, and some mm-hmm. of the other ones and I you know, or in the ones that I have taken out of KU to try and see what I can do yeah. with them. Um, why isn't this in KU? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because I, you know, it was in KU and now it's not, or mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the case with the, you know, when I'm writing in like mm-hmm. Robin's Robin Peterman's magic and mayhem world, so I don't mm-hmm. have control over that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it has to, it, there's a, there's a, a lot that, uh, 
a lot of lot of thought process that goes into mm-hmm. it. And I and, yeah. and this is to be revisited again, because like I said, now that I'm going to be launching this new pen name, I yeah. don't know what I'm going to be doing. I have to, you know, this is where even though I have been an, you know, an indie author since 2014, um, it is something where it's it, it's a never ending learning curve. You know, to to make your decisions on what you're going to do and how you're going to move your business forward. It is an ever-changing industry and it is, it's, you have to constantly be learning and growing as an author and as a business person. Uh, Because what you were, what worked even three years ago does not necessarily work today. So it really is a matter of constantly learning and growing. Um, Well, I think that we pretty much, wrapped things up very very nicely yeah um we you know talked a lot about the pros and cons of KU and hopefully uh this helped some um authors and aspiring authors out there uh who may be listening and I hope you all will join us next week for another episode of Bound by Books bye bye-bye thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.